On today's podcast from the North Wahala Church of God, the goodness of God is the subject to this powerful message by retired minister Joe Smith. Today's message is from Wednesday, March 14th, 2018. Now here's your speaker, Joe Smith. We'd like to look in the book of Psalms. If you'd like to turn with us, we want to begin with the 103rd Psalm and then move on from there. You know, it seems like as time moves on, we've got the world just in turmoil everywhere you turn. Troubles, problems, uh, school shootings and all of these things. You know, we can blame anything in the world and we can call it anything in the world, but when it all boils down until man changes his attitudes and his ways, troubles are not going to stop. Is that right? It takes a change on the inside. But we want to talk about tonight the goodness of God that can make that change. In these times of troubles, it would be, I guess, kind of the natural thing to do. Just stay at home, pray we'll get hurt. Don't, at night, sleep real light, somebody might break in the house. That's true, they could. But I believe the God that we serve is able, as Paul said, to keep that that we've committed unto him against that day. What day is that? The day that he gets ready for us to go and not before then. God has a way of taking care of his people until that time arrives. I'm not asking you to stand again, but let's read with us, if you would, from the 103rd Psalm. It said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, notice this, all of his benefits who redeemed my life from destruction and crowned thee uh, with loving kindness and with tender mercies. Uh, notice this verse number three. We want to catch that one now. And said, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Verse four said, He redeemed our life from destruction. But verse three says, He forgives all our iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Would you pray with us tonight? Ask God to give us a touch from his hand. Father, we've come in the name of Jesus, Lord. We stand here tonight, God, under your authority. And Lord, we only be what you allow us to be. We can only speak that that you give us. And Lord, you know every heart, you know every soul here tonight. You know what every need might be. And Lord, you have a touch for that individual tonight. And we just ask you, Lord, give us that special anointing, God, that we'll be able to speak the things that you would teach us to speak, things that would be a benefit and be a help to others. Lord, give every heart, Lord, an open mind tonight to receive from you, Lord, that which you have brought to us this day. In Jesus' name, we ask these favors. Notice what he said here. He said here to bless the Lord and to... Uh, with all that is within me and bless his holy name and forget not all of his benefits. 
I was thinking today as uh, I was reading and studying over this this afternoon late, uh, looking back over life, you know, our own life is the greatest testimony we have. We can tell how God has done for other people. That's good. But what God has done for us uh, is the thing we know the most about, uh, the thing that we have experienced um, and we're able to tell others. Um, I was looking back, you know, God even takes care of the sinner people. Sometimes maybe we don't give them the benefit or that God really takes care of them. Um, but the Bible teaches us that the enemy has come to steal and to kill and to destroy. And if he had his way about it, if he was not on a leash from God, that he was limited, I don't feel like there'd be anybody left alive. And I know we've said and we've heard others say he'd like to kill all the Christians. I don't know about that because they're going to heaven and he'd be losing a soul. But he would certainly like to get every sinner that he could and destroy them because he knows where he'd be taking them and where they would arrive there. But I look back in time. If you give me just a moment, I'd just like to express some of the ways that God has showed me his benefits. Back in the 60s, when a lady came across the road, we was headed home, a wife, a mother, a brother, and a father, we worked together. And we was headed home that evening. And she said she dropped a cigarette, was reaching to get it, come across the road and run into us. I don't know, there's a space of memory that's gone there. I remember coming up the road the next time I remember I was in the hospital. But they tell me that when that the wreck was over and the people gathered around and they called the ambulance from up at the funeral home and they covered me up with a sheet. They went home to her mama and said he's dead. They already covered him up. They're going to fix him to haul him away. But church, God looked down the road one day and he saw that from a sinner as he did Saul, I could do something that would be a benefit to him. Instead of serving the enemy, he saw a man that one day would turn to him and serve God. That's one of God's benefits to the sinner. If you're here tonight and you're lost, you're one of the most blessed people on the face of this earth. Why do you say that, preacher? Because God's great benefit has given you one more opportunity to get right with God. I'm so thankful. Instead of hauling me back to the mortuary, they carried me on down to the hospital. Church, I can look back over life and see so many times when God's benefits came into being. When we was clearing out over there where we have our home now. This was back uh, many years ago up down at Fairview and was burning a brush pile. And you know how it is sometimes we get in a hurry. I had some kerosene in an old uh, paint thinner can and I pulled it on it and I got another can, thought it was the same thing, but it turned out to be Coleman Lantern Fuel. Pulled it on it, bent over with a match. The next thing I know, there's a boom and I'm down in the field somewhere. Brian's putting my clothes out. My hair's burnt off. My face is burnt. And I went to the doctor uh, about it and let him looking at it. He was looking in my mouth and up my nose and he said, you're supposed to be dead. 
said, what are you talking about? He said, you got blisters up your nose. You got blisters in your mouth. And said that usually when that happens, you, you get a suck of breath. And that sears your lungs and you're dead. But he said, for some reason, God was with you and you're still alive. Church, look at the benefits of God that God has blessed us with. <laughs> Suffered about 10 years with Crohn's disease. Many of you know about that. My Lord, I went home from church that Sunday morning and uh, uh, just had reached the end of the road. I couldn't go any further. I had bled. I had hurt. I had everything that went wrong. I told my wife, I said, if this is living, I'm through with it. God's got to help me or I'm going to die and I want to die. I got to get out of it. But church, on a Sunday night, a simple little prayer was offered up. We started home and I said, Punky, don't swell up anymore. I'm not hurting anymore. I got home. I said, I'm not bleeding anymore. Uh, my Lord, an appointment was set up at the doctor on Wednesday, uh, and I believe it was her Thursday anyway, and he checked me out and said, there's nothing there. It's gone. Uh, and said, keep your regular appointment. I went back to my regular appointment. Uh, Dr. Wortham come in and punched me in the stomach and said, boy, did you know God healed you? I said, yes, I did. God's our healer, church. Walked around here for what, two or three, four weeks? Couldn't talk with a little whisper. But the other Wednesday night, I don't know who prayed for who around here, but I got up on Thursday morning and I've been a talking ever since. Went down to the specialist. He said, you're better. I said, I'm talking. He looked at me and said, I know you're me giving you anything. Just go on home if you need me. Give me a call. But get not all of his benefits. Oh, tonight you can look back on life and see where God has intervened when it seemed like there was no hope and no possibility. Church, God is still a miracle-working God. Oh, and He's here. He's our God. He's our healer. He's our Savior. He said, look, don't forget these benefits. Oh, what's He done for me? Well, first of all, oh, He looked now. He said, He's forgiven all of my iniquities. My, what a benefit. Who in the world can say I deserve salvation, not me. Who in the world can say, Lord, I've done enough good for you until I deserve salvation, not me. But church, I'm like that old publican. All I could do was look up and say, Lord, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. You see, church, the wages of sin is death. And we were under that law of death. But aren't you glad that the gift of God, which is eternal life, came along one day and when he called us, uh, we accepted him. Uh, and for that death sentence, uh, he put life on us. Uh, he gave us life. Uh, and Bible said, more abundantly, uh, my Lord, uh, he said he satisfies us with good things uh, so that thy, renew, thy youth is renewed uh, like the eagles. Uh, my, don't forget God's benefits. Uh, you're here tonight. You're able to walk. You're in your right mind. Uh, God's blessed you. You've got food on the table. You've got clothes to wear. What in the world have we got to complain about? Right? Oh, but preacher, I don't have a new suit like that. So what? We've still got clothes to wear. God didn't promise a new suit. Think about that. Oh, but look, uh, I deserve this. Do we? We don't deserve anything. 
Oh, Brother Don Smith, he used to pastor down here at New Hope. I'd see him a lot in the hospitals back years ago and say, Don, how you doing? He'd say, God is blessing me every day. I've got plenty and I don't deserve a blessing. Don't deserve a thing. Aren't we all in that same boat tonight? Oh, aren't we all in that same boat? He said, don't forget your benefits. I want us to look back tonight, realizing tonight there's so many. You may be here. You may have problems. You may have troubles. But let me tell you, God can deliver you from these things. God can deliver you. Will God deliver me from all of my problems? Probably he won't. Preacher, that's some bad. No, no. Look, you'll find me, as you already know, I'm just a truthful person that tells you like it is. Will God heal all my diseases? He said he would. Listen, there's people that have been sick for 20 years and they'll die sick. Now, I'm not a preacher of gloom. I'm telling you like it is. I've known good people, sick for a long time. But church, still, I believe this. I still believe there's a healing touch that when God's will is performed, it can still happen. It can still happen. Are you going to stop praying for the sick? No, sir, because I believe that God's mercy is still extended unto us. Oh, but what about that one that died? What about that one that was sick and suffered? Church, they were healed when they were stepped over on the other side. We're going to be, oh, there's an old song that used to say, I'm a winner either way. If I go or if I stay, for I'll have my Jesus with me in the way. I'll have my healing here below Our life forever when I go Aren't you glad? Either way, I'm a winner Either way Church, whether we get our healing here Or we get it on the other side I still believe there's healing There's healing in the stripes of Jesus Oh, will he take all my troubles And all my burdens away? He could But you'll probably have troubles as long as you live. Bible teaches as one fellow said, life is short, just a little while, and it's full of troubles. It's full of problems. Oh, but what will he do? Church, with every problem that comes along, God's grace is sufficient. God's mercy is still sufficient. I want us to look tonight, if you'd like to turn with me, over to one of my favorite Psalms in the 40th chapter of the uh, book of Psalms, and notice what was going on here with a man. My yes, here's a man that's got some problems. Here's a man that's in some troubles. And if you're here tonight and you've got problems and troubles that you can't handle, don't try to handle them by yourself. Don't try to solve them all by yourself. But let me tell you, there's one that you can lean on that no matter how great the problem is, no matter how deep the well may seem, church, he's able if he don't move every problem out of the way, he'll give us grace to bear that problem. But let's look what happened. Here's a man that was in a mess if they've ever been one. Some of you may can relate to this man tonight. I don't know what his problem was. Some say it was sin. Some say it was sickness. It don't matter what it was. He was a man that was in need. He described it. He said, I'm here in a pit. Now, he was not in a hole dug in the ground and somebody stuck him in there like they did back uh, to Jeremiah when they put him down in the pit. But he was in a spiritual pit. He was in a place he couldn't get out of. Church, there's troubles that come our way that we can't get out of. 
I know that some of these, uh, what if you call them psychiatrists and, and these type folks, they'll say, oh, if you'll just talk your way through it, it'll be all right. No, it won't be all right. But if we take that burden to Jesus, he's able to help us with it. Oh, yes, whether it be sin or whatever it is, I believe in good counseling as much as anybody in the world, Christian counselors. But you cannot counsel sin out of a person. Hmm? It, it don't work. It don't work. If this was sin in his life, whatever it might have been, let's notice what happened. First of all, he had to recognize, I've got a problem. Tonight, if you've got some troubles, you've got some problems, you may have the enemy that's on to you day by day. He can't get in, but he can show enough beat on you, can't he? There's a bloodline. He can't cross it. To let, I feel this, and I'm going to throw it in. Don't you believe these bunch of people that if everybody that's sick, yeah, they got a devil in them. They're out there. Don't you listen to that bunch. Christian people does not have devils in them. You may as well say amen. The devil can't get in a Christian. I've heard people pray for people, had cancer. You devil, you, you devil spirit in them, cancer come out of there, you're a devil spirit. No, it's not a devil spirit. Devil can't get in a Christian. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody come along and try to convince you of that. If we're God's children, we're bought with the blood, we're not a part of Him. But let's notice something, church. Whatever it is, we've got to recognize and realize that we've got a problem if we want God to help us. He realized, I've got something I can't handle. Depression is a terrible thing. A lot of people are having it today. I, I talk with a lot of people around and about and seem like that just things give them down and they just can't get over it. I've heard people tell folk like that they've never experienced it and they'll say, oh, what you've got to do is just get up from there and just get to feeling better. Wouldn't it be wonderful if it was that easy? Wouldn't it be wonderful if it was that easy? But church, it's a reality sometime and we can't handle it. It's a reality sometime and it begins to get the best of us. Here's a man, even though he was king, he realized I've got a problem and I can't solve it. I've got to have some help. I've got to have some help. Then what have you got to do? He said, I've been waiting on the Lord. I've been waiting patiently on the Lord. Oh yes, but I want us to look here now. He said, I've waited for him. I've waited patiently. I've been praying now. I've been calling on him. Bible teaches us not to get weary in well-doing. For in due season, he said, you're going to reap if you just faint not. I prayed about it for a week. Pray on for another week if it takes it. But I prayed for it day by day. That's good. Pray on about it for another day. Now, the psalmist said that I waited patiently for the Lord. Now, what are you waiting for? Notice what he said. He said, now... When that I waited for him, he inclined unto me. He turned toward me. Notice something great about this. Sometimes we miss that when we read it. David was a man of God. He was in this spiritual pit that was spiritually low and had him down, but God was in there with him. You see, church, when we're on our lowest day, God's not somewhere up yonder saying, hey, hang on and I'm going to pull you up. No, sir. God's within us. When we're in that pit of loneliness, He's in there with us. When we're in that pit of depression, He's in there with us. 
When we're in that pit of sickness, he's in there with us. He's not on the throne somewhere up yonder looking down and saying, hang on, I'll be there in a little bit. No, sir. No, sir, church. We have that spirit within us that Jesus told the disciples that he is with you and he shall be in you. On the day of Pentecost, that spirit came in and we know now that praying, the Holy Ghost intercedes with us to the master and the master knows the mind of the spirit and the spirit only prays the will of God. In church, when we begin to pray out and call on God and wait, he said he waited patiently for him. And after a while, he said he turned my way and he heard me. What's he talking about? Did God not hear him the first time? Yes, but he didn't get any relief. You see, God hears us the first time we pray. Remember Daniel, when he was praying, there come the angel one day, been praying 31 day, or 21 days. What's wrong, God? What's happening? Angel came down and said, Daniel, I heard you the first time you prayed. I knew what was going on. I was just hindered over here in the warfare. God sent me some help. Now I'm down here to help you. Church, hang on to God. God heard us the first time we prayed. Amen. He heard us. Preacher, I've heard people say, well, you got to pray till you pray through. Let me tell you when you pray through. My Bible tells me, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name. When you say, Father, I come in Jesus' name, you're already through into the throne room. That's right. You don't have to pray 30 minutes for God to hear you. You don't have to lay and cry for an hour for God to hear you. It's all right if you feel like doing it, but I'm talking about reaching God. God hears you the first word that you speak, and He knows your mind even before you speak it. Church, God wants to help us, and His benefits is that He heard Him. He turned toward Him. Now notice here, God began to go into action. My, it's wonderful. It's wonderful when we can pray and feel the hand of God begin to move or see the hand of God begin to move. My Lord, this, let me say this. The day of miracles have not ceased. The days of miracles are still real. And no, oh Lord God, they may seem like it's dim and dark all around us. And every time you turn on the news, they're talking about, we got to pass this law, we got to pass that law. But let me tell you this. It matters not who's in this office or that office. It matters not what law they pass or what law they don't pass. Jesus Christ will still save sinners. It does not matter who's in office or what laws they pass. Uh, church, the Holy Ghost will still dwell in God's people. And it matters not what laws they pass or what they say or what they do in the governmental realm of things, church. Uh, Jesus Christ is still coming back for the saints of God and He wants us to be ready. Uh, he still answers prayer to those that call upon Him and the name of Jesus still causes the devils to tremble. Church, there's some benefits tonight that God has given us that the world cannot offer. My Lord, he said, he turned to me. Then what did he do? Notice here, he said, he brought me up also. Look at that word also. Not only did he hear me, not only did he turn toward me, but he moved in action and lifted me out of this thing. My Lord, what are we doing? You see, he said he, notice that word, he brought me up. He was in there with him. I like that. 
I like that. That fellow said, oh, when they going in the operating room, we prayed with him. And he's talking about, you know, I'll see you a little bit. He said, yeah. He said, God's going in there with me. They can't put him out. You see, God's with us in our lowest point. Let me emphasize that over and over. In our lowest point, God is with us. God don't leave us in the time of problem. At some time, it may seem like he's a million miles away. And I'd be the first to tell you, there's times when you can pray and it feels like your prayer is dropping off the end of your lips. But you be assured, if you've called on Jesus and called on the Father in Jesus' name, oh, Paul said now, he said, let's just go into the throne room of God. Let's go in there with boldness. Why? Because once we get in there, we can find grace. We can find mercy in the time of need. My Lord, prayer will take us right into the throne room. My notice now. He said he brought me up out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Things I couldn't do myself. Things I couldn't handle myself. But yet we find God was able to. Notice now. Said he set my feet on a rock. Jesus Christ, my Bible teaches me, is the rock of our salvation. Bible tells us about a house built on the rock. The storms came. The winds began to blow. The rains began to beat down. But that house stood firm because it was built on a rock. Whether you are lowering spirits, whether you're depressed and beat down, whether sickness has got you ravaged in your body, church, we can still be established on the rock. And as long as we're on that rock, we're still winners anyway. We're still victorious in this present day that we're living. Now notice something else he done. He put his feet on a rock and he established my goings. Notice here, he changed his outlook from a dreary, dark, damp look on life, he began to establish my goings. He began to show me the bright side of it. I'm reminded of David one time when he was talking about that he looked around at mankind. He looked around the sinners were being blessed. He looked around everything was going good for them. His foot almost slipped. But he said, when I got to the house of God, when I got to the house of God, got there, began to seek God, began to pray. Then he said, I saw their end. He left there a different man. He left there a different person. Church, when God lifts us up, when God establishes us, we'll find out that we can be a different person. Already a Christian, yes, but I'm talking about different in attitude, different in feeling, different in spiritual beings. Notice what happened now. Now then, notice. In verse number one, we find in nurse number two he's all down in the mouth here I am stuck in this pit here I am I can't get out here I am everything's gone wrong but notice down in verse number three he put a new song in my mouth He's beginning to praise and magnify God. Church, when it seemed like the world's falling in and you've got nobody to help you hold it up, the Bible said put on the garment of praise for the spirit of weariness. And if we'll just begin to praise and magnify God, we may not can look and say, God, I'm, I'm not one of these folks. Let me throw this in. You'll, you won't hear me say, if I hit my finger with a hammer, well, praise God for that. <laughs> I've heard people do that. Fall or something, get up, well, praise God for that. 
No, sir. We don't praise God for busting our finger with a hammer. Right? We don't praise God for somebody having cancer. No. That, that just, that, that, would, that would be an offense to God for something like that. But what can we praise God for? Well, let's look for just a moment. Paul said, I've learned in whatever condition I'm in to be content. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to be filled. I know what it is to be cold. I know all these things. Paul, are you saying that you're happy when you're cold and laying in a prison somewhere? No. Are you saying when you're hungry, you say, well, praise God for being hungry. I'm starving to death, but thank God for it. No. He said, I've learned to be content. Then what was he saying? He's saying, none of these things changes my relationship with God. None of these things changes my relationship with God. Church, no matter what the enemy brings you away, that don't change your relationship with God. That don't change your station with God. That don't change God's love toward you. Paul said, I've learned to be content. If I'm down in prison, no, I don't enjoy being beaten. I don't enjoy being in the, in the stocks. No, I don't enjoy that. But at midnight, I'm going to sing anyhow. Why? Because God's in here with me. This don't change my stand with God. This don't change my relationship with God. I'm still His child. He's still my God. And He's still my deliverer. No matter what you may be going through tonight, church, oh, be content not with the troubles, no, but with the fact that God is still with you. The Bible said, For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God is with us during these times and he'll help us. He said he put a new song in my mouth. What are we doing? We're praising God. Not for being in the pit, no. Not for suffering in the pit, no. But we're praising God for deliverance. We're praising God for what he's done. You'll find through the Psalms where the, the great writer would look back over the years and begin to praise God for things that had happened years in the before. Church, we can look back and see a lot of things that we could praise God for in the past. But I want us to look in closing tonight. There's something that we can look ahead in and, and praise God for that. We can look ahead and praise God for that. No matter what your position is tonight or your condition in life, there's one thing for certain. We can live a life here because we know that we are looking for that blessed hope. What is that blessed hope? That glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a benefit for serving God. What a benefit for serving God. No matter what this world offers, no matter what we go through in this life, church, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it if we just hold on to life. Psalms 30 and 5 said, Weeping may endure for the night, but said, Joy is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning. My, yes, tonight, would you stand across the church? I want to end our service like this before our brother comes around. There may be some folks here tonight that this has touched. You may have gone through things that just seem like there's no end to it. There's no end to it. It just seemed like it's going to go on forever. Lord, where are you when I need you? 
Lord, where are you when I call on you? He's right where he's always been. Saints of God, he's still with us. Holy Ghost is still within us. The Father's on the throne still watching over us. And an angel of the Lord's camp round about us to deliver us. Glory to God. Church, we're a winner either way. A lot of nights when I go to bed, I pray to myself and I say, Lord, I don't see that angel, but I know he's here. I know he's here. How do you know that? Because your word said he was. And I can lay down. The Bible said I can lay me down both in peace and in sleep. For the Lord keeps me safely. I wonder if there's any here tonight that you'd like for this church to pray for you, that you've got maybe some problems, you've got some sicknesses, you've got something, and you've realized, I can't handle this by myself. You know, it's not a shame to be a place that we admit, I can't handle things. I can't handle things. Giving Jesus all the glory, but he was in a human body. When he went to Garden of Gethsemane, there reached a point that the Father sent angels to minister to him. Why? Because he was in a human body. He was flesh and bone. The spirit was willing, but you see the body can only stand a certain amount. He reached a point on the cross that he looked up and said, My God, why have you forsaken me? Oh, but he was God. Yes, God in the flesh. That was humanity calling out. Suffering, suffering. If you're here tonight and you've got something that you'd like for these saints of God to help you pray about, God's able to help you. God's able to help you. You may have something that you've just come to the point, I can't handle it any longer. Can't face it any longer. I've got to have some help. I need some help. God's able to help you. God's able to help you. Father, take this word tonight, Lord. I pray, God, that it's been sufficient. I pray, God, that I have been in your will. And I pray, God, that somebody Somebody, Lord, has been touched by this word tonight. Oh, God, I just ask you tonight, Lord, deal with mercy, deal with grace, Lord, upon our people. Give victory, Lord God, to every soul. Give victory, Lord, to every being, Lord, whatever it may be tonight, Lord. Let that be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah.